how do we be better leaders, inspiring leaders, sacrificial leaders, convicted leaders, complete leaders, leaders who matter, better leaders than we've seen, courageous leaders? How do we become whole leaders? And I do believe that being the leader that your team wants to follow has something implied within it. What is strongly implied that is begging to surface is the necessity of my belief that I could change. That while I may be a pretty good leader now, that I could be better. And being the leader that our teams want to follow um, also highlights something else. It highlights, even the title of this highlights the acceptance that you either are a leader or you're being called to be one. And if you're developing other leaders, like if that's your job right now, that those leaders begin to see being a leader with an emphasis on being as part of their identity. To move toward being the leaders that our team members will follow requires that. Our acceptance that we may be a leader, we may be called to go first and to be responsible for the work the development, the motivation, the progress, the well-being and performance of other people. And I say that because even some of the, the, the people, all of us would say like, of course, that person's a leader. I have a lot of friends who will not say it out loud because they feel like it lacks humility. But I think at our deepest level of identity, if we don't accept like I'm, I'm in this role of responsibility, how can we begin to develop what it means to do that well? And so I'm not saying do this out of a, a sense of uh, pride, but out of a sense of necessity. So here we go. That's a fun start. I'm Dr. Rob McKenna, and welcome to the Wild Conversation, where we make the best thinking in psychology, leadership, and organizational science accessible to leaders who are willing to learn and edit for their sake and for the sake of others. And today, I'm not only going to provide some actionable pathways for being the leader that others would want to follow, but for what it means to be the leader we're called to be. Um, it's important for us to pay attention to the motivations and desires and needs of others and to pay attention to that greater call in our lives as leaders. So I'm going to, I'm hoping to do both today. And what I'm not going to do is focus on simple behaviors of, or operational systems or tactical things that you can do to be that leader, but on the idea of being, I do have a couple of tactical things I would say, and I will never dismiss that tactics are important things like delegation, execution, decision-making, strategy skills, and clarity. But for the sake of today, we're going to focus on being with a couple of tactical strategies. To be, to be present as a leader that others will follow. Something that is deeper than simple tactics, but impacts, impacts tactics every single day. And as a leader myself, um, this is personal. I'll tell you to my to my comment before I made a post this week about to about to be the leader that others need us to be. And it, I, I read the post and I was like, okay, it's a it's it's kind of an explicit statement that I see myself as a leader. And I thought to myself, I hope people sense humility in me in saying that and, and a responsibility more than a I'm the leader kind of way of saying it. But as a leader, my my it is personal and and. I had a peer mentor of mine tell me something that the other day that was important for me to hear. He said, wild leaders is already tremendously successful. And I'll tell you why that statement mattered to me. It matters because as a business leader and as a person responsible for many others, I sometimes do not give myself permission to feel that success or to feel that I've already done a good job 
And like many of you, there is so much more I want to accomplish before I'm done. And I know my team feels the same. We have a lot of tactical things going on. We're in the midst of developing the Wild Toolkit 3.0. We have a growing cadre of wild strategic affiliates who have seen the power of wild and revolutionizing the way we develop leaders and managers and people. And 2024 is going to be a big year for us as we purposefully expand and reach more leaders and people seeking a way to increase the well-being and performance of their people and teams. And many of you will be a part of that. I see you as a part of our team or our community of, of influence. And by the way, if you're new to this conversation, I'm not asking you to do anything. So when I wrote that, when I said I was going to say that, I, I wrote this in my notes and I thought, I don't want someone to feel like, what is he signing me up for? I'm not asking you to do anything, but I did write this yet. I say yet because who knows, you may feel called into this movement of preparing a generation of courageous and sacrificial leaders in a community of people who are, we're invested in what whole leader development looks like for all of us. Um, and for me personally, and for our team, my, my next book will publish in early 2024, which is a practical guide for developing whole leaders. So there's a lot of things going on. These are things that are, you know what I mean? These are tactical things that we have to get done that are important for the things that we do and the mission that we're on. And in the midst of that, am I being the leader? Like, this isn't the question I ask myself authentically. So in the midst of that, am I being the leader that my team, our affiliates, our coaches, and our community will want to follow? Or maybe more appropriately that the right team members and community will serve with, or even the leader anyone should follow? I would rather be the leader others will be inspired to serve with and lead with than that leader they will want to follow. And I hope you relate to that on some level. Like, do we relate to that? When you think about your own leadership opportunity and challenge and the progress of others, do you feel that? And I got to trust that I'm not the only one who does feel that. And the question is this. The question is this. How do we be the leader that others will not only want to follow, but that they should follow. And when I put it that way, it can begin to feel like an even heavier burden because it's not only about motivating them to execute, to make progress and to get it done, but to be inspired to follow us as leaders. So let's dig into that whole story. And I, I, I said this before, I won't shift us to attempting to be someone for the sake of what someone else wants us to be. But leaning into key questions, we must answer for ourselves in order to be the leader that the right others will want to follow and will be deeply motivated to serve alongside. And from a whole and intentional leader development perspective, and anyone that's new, that's the acronym for a while. Being the leaders that your team will want to follow has more to do with getting intentional about your own development as anything else. So as usual, I'm going to come at this from a developmental perspective because being that leader is about becoming that leader. The developmental process of being the leader that the right others will follow and be inspired to serve with is a developmental statement. And still to this day, one of the most common things that I hear leaders say, and I, I hear this, I, I got to tell you, if you've said this to me, don't blame your, there's no shame in this because we've all said it. I've said it. I probably said it two weeks ago. This is the common thing I hear leaders say, and it's this, how do I get my people to? Across context, this is what leaders feel. How do I get my people to, and you fill in the blank? How do I get my people to come to a training? 
How do I get my people to execute? Execute. How do I get my my people to be accountable? How do I you just you name it? How do I get my people to be engaged? Here's the truth. No one wants to be gotten to do anything. But most people are open to being inspired and invited to do something important and purposeful. I just don't think most of us are motivated by being gotten to do anything. I'm not saying sometimes it doesn't work, but most of the time we got to change that story, change our language, because it's a burden we feel that probably is it's, it's mismatched with what we're actually trying to solve. So many leaders have told me when they first meet me, and usually not later, they tell me that they struggle to get team members to do things. And when I hear that, I typically follow up by asking them what is inspiring them about the work of their team or organization. And in so many cases, a leader who is still thinking about trying to get their team members to do things does not have their own personal rudder. They don't know the answer to why. And two things are important here. First, no one wants to be gotten to do anything. That's one thing I said. And second, if we as leaders aren't inspired, it's impossible for others on our teams to be inspired. It just doesn't work that way. Even the most mundane work can be made more purposeful by a leader who is inspired, learning, and growing with intention and purpose. We, we have experiences of this. I see it with my sons who worked in hamburger joints. If they had a manager who was inspired for why they're making hamburgers, my sons came home excited. It just happens. So, so to get purposeful, I want to suggest a few steps that will help you and me continue on our journey to becoming a leader that the right others should follow. So here's three kind of more on the business side, okay? Number one, what is the purpose of your team? Why does your team exist? And I would say this, until it punches you in the gut, it's not there yet. And what I mean by punches in your gut, this may sound pretty extreme, but the mission of wild leaders is to prepare a generation of courageous and sacrificial leaders. That's the first line. There's more that follows that to prepare a generation of courageous and sacrificial leaders. And because some of you know what the deeper story is and the rest of that purpose statement is, I would say this. This sounds, I sound, I'm not trying to talk like Jon Snow because it came up earlier in the chat, but I would die for that mission. And that sounds extreme, but if I could do that for one person, it's enough. And I don't care what you do, accounting, plumbing, software development. I don't care, farming. If your team members don't see the purpose, then you are either doing the wrong thing, haven't clarified it, or you have the wrong team members. That's the first thing. I'm kind of feeling tense today, y'all. So number two, what is your product? What is the product that you provide that is rare, valuable, and difficult to imitate. Rare meaning it's hard to find. Valuable meaning that people, it has value. People, they need this thing. It's difficult to imitate. So it's not easy to copy. And I borrowed those three things. There's a lot of great strategy literature and writing and research around that. What is your product? What is the product you provide that is rare, valuable, and difficult to imitate? Focus in on that. Number three, what does progress look like? You can see I like alliteration. I got that from my my author dad 
purpose, product, and progress. What does progress look like? What is your next step? What are you going to do to fulfill your mission? How will you know when you've gotten there? What are those metrics? Those are three things I think that are important. And there's a lot of research behind different pieces of that puzzle. Those are the team questions. Now let's get personal. Because becoming the leaders that the right team members will follow means you are still becoming and will keep becoming. And there are five things I'd love to invite you to think about. Number one, persona. This is about you now. And this is about me. These are the traits we bring as leaders. Extroversion, conscientiousness, openness to experience, agreeableness, and even neuroticism. <laughs> Self-awareness about these traits in us helps us understand it helps us to understand how we will show up as leaders and help helps others develop their own frameworks for how to work with us. It's nearly impossible to lead alone. Knowing where you, we're, we're starting with regarding to per personality is critical as a foundation. And our persona goes deeper than our personality, it includes our character and our willingness to change. So my question is this, what should others know about your personality and character that will help them work with you as a leader? Number two, presence. We know that a leader's presence, especially in high pressure and high uncertainty moments, is powerful. A leader standing firm in the midst of the storm, providing clarity and calm when the rest are spinning into anxiety is key. What we often don't think about is that a leader's capacity to stand strong is built on a deeper level of awareness regarding their own tendencies under pressure. Not allowing crippling anxiety to either make you get really tough or disconnected or peacemongering, knowing which way you go is important. And leaders with a strong presence are aware of their habitual response and choose to stay connected to the needs of others while being clear and convicted. So the question for that one is this, what are you doing to become the best version of yourself, especially when the pressure is on? Gosh, wouldn't we all like a leader like that? Number three, portfolio. Experience matters, but not because it means we won't make the same mistakes in the future. Experiences matter because they make up 80 to 90% of the laboratory where leader development occurs. In other words, we develop as we try things out. Our past experiences matter. Understanding them matters. We learn as we try things out in real time. And for that reason, understanding our experiences, past, present, and future, is a key part of our whole leader formula. Us understanding that. So here's the question. What lessons have you learned from your past experiences that are guiding you as a leader today? And what must you learn next? What is important for your team to know about that is so critical. Number four, people. Leadership can be lonely, but we can't have lonely leaders. And research has shown that the power of social support in buffering the stress and anxiety that life brings, especially for leaders, it would be reckless not to think strategically about who is surrounding you. But it's not only about being surrounded, it's also our job as leaders is to begin to intentionally make an investment in the short list of leaders around us and our teams to surround them by investing in their learning. And if you want more of this, go watch Dr. Halleck's amazing TEDx on this, on this topic. But here's the key question. Who is surrounding you right now that is providing feedback, support, and advocacy? And what are you doing to intentionally invest in the development of others on your team? If we want to be that leader, let's. Build that is one of the foundational building blocks. And then the last one is this, is purpose. The final and most fundamental piece of our deep-seated developmental picture is about calling and purpose. If we are untethered or unanchored to a purpose that matters to us,
that serves into the deeper needs of the world, how in the world can a team be inspired to follow us? Calling and purpose are the keels that balance our ship in the midst of the storm. And it is so critical because people attach them. They're, they're searching for this. And if we don't have it, how can they find anything to attach themselves into with purpose? So here's the question. Feel a lot of conviction today, y'all. Here's the question. Why does your team exist? A team cannot be missional if it doesn't have a mission. If a team doesn't have a mission to fulfill, it is no longer a team. It is a group. And that purpose should connect who you are, what you do as well or better than anyone else, and what it is you are going to do. We can't be the leaders that our team will be inspired to follow if we're not making a courageous investment in ourselves and sharing the story of that change and investment with our teams. And so I just, there's a lot to talk about today, y'all. So I, my hope is that we will keep this wild conversation. Thank you for listening to this wild conversation. To join our live wild conversation on Fridays, visit our website at wildleaders.org backslash wild conversation. And subscribe to this podcast for regular whole and intentional leader development conversations. Have a great day.